Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi, we're going to be talking to someone who has lost a spouse and has done a lot of work to help people and they're dating and healing. And I'm excited to have John on because he is an energetic, fun kind of guy. So it's going to be a great show. Heidi, you want to introduce him? Sure, I'd love to. And John has been on our cable show before. And Google John Polo, Open to Hope. You will find all of the things he's done for us. Um, we are going to talk today with John Polo about spouse loss, healing, and dating. And in 2016, unfortunately, his wife, Michelle, died. Um, today, John has gone on to be a dating relationship and grief coach, as well as self-esteem. He coaches a lot of people in a lot of different areas. Uh, he has written three books. One is Widowed Rants, Raves, and Randoms. The other is Widowed Two, Now I Live. And a third, How to Date a Widow 101. So he has a lot of information for us, Mom, because he was a very young widow when he lost his young wife. She got cancer, right? Right. Yep. Wow. So it's been four years. Right. Yep. The four yeah. year mark just passed. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was wondering in those four years, what surprised you most? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, I think what surprised me the most is A, that I survived. Um, B, that I was actually able to not only survive, but eventually rebuild. C, that and it's not attacking society at all. It's just what I believe. I think that society as a whole, not every individual, but as a whole, um, is kind of ignorant. And it's not in a bad way, but kind of ignorant mm -hmm. to the true depths of grief and what it really means. Um, I've just been so surprised by the kind of the world's lack of understanding. Well, well, John, I would think because you were young and are young, that you probably got things like, well, you're going to find somebody else. At right. least you're young. Let's set you up on dates. You know, you can remarry. I mean, all those kind of things like Michelle is replaceable in some way. Did um, you find I, that? I think that from every aspect, I've found that people really don't understand grief or healing at all. Mm -hmm. um, I, that's actually funny that you said that. I posted yeah. something a while ago that said, like, I think widowers, and obviously a widow is somebody, you know, a female who loses yeah. her spouse and a widower is a male. I think widowers in general are kind of um, misunderstood. I posted something, and it was kind of a humorous thing, but it was like, you know, you always hear about like, oh, everybody's going to say, can I introduce you to somebody? And they're going to bake you cakes. And I haven't had anybody try to introduce me to anybody. I haven't had anybody bake me cakes. Like, where is wow. this stuff? Where, so, is where are John's cakes? Right. <laughs> In fact, I've had some some widows say that they don't get invited to the with their friends anymore because they're oh, yes. they're, they're going to hit on their husband. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Well, let me ask you another question before we move on, and that is, what are you most proud of in the last four years since Michelle died? I actually posted something on my personal Facebook page just about two hours ago, and it had nothing to do with this interview. Um, and it was basically talking about how I feel like I'm ready, like I'm ready for that new phase in my life. And yeah, it means love, but it also means everything else. I'm just ready. And one of the lines I put in there is, 
I know Michelle would be so proud of me. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I think that when you, you know, if there's, we could say this for a whole bunch of different losses, but since my loss is spouse loss, that's what I'll focus on. Um, when you lose your spouse, you don't just lose your spouse. You lose, in a lot of cases, your best friend and your person and mm -hmm. your past, your present, your future, and your whole life is turned upside down. So to survive it and then rebuild, I am extremely proud of myself. And I try to tell my clients and other people, like, it's okay to be proud of yourself. You don't have to be mm -hmm. hard on yourself all of the time. And you don't have to feel guilty about being proud of yourself. Right. That's it. That I constantly see people beat up themselves, mm -hmm. but they're not giving themselves credit. It's like, we can't do that. That's not good for our emotional, spiritual health, right? We have to give ourselves credit as well. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, even early on, when you get out of bed and put your shoes on and, and make yourself breakfast, hey, you're moving. Yep. Mm -hmm. How did you do it? How did you get from where you were to where you are today? Well, the end of my first book talks about how I did not want to be here anymore. And mm -hmm. I was planning on not being here anymore. And I held on, even though I didn't have any hope, I made that decision as she was at hospice. Um, to make a long story short, when she was at hospice, the last 10 days she was in a coma and I started writing her eulogy. And then I started writing kind of like our full love story, which isn't a book yet. Mm -hmm. um, and through that, I start, started to feel, find some peace, started to kind of remember my wife as the person she was and not you know, the dying woman in the bed. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where I started to feel a little sense of healing. And then from there, you know, I think one of the things that's very true is when you lose a spouse, and it may be true for other losses as well, is, um, you kind of aren't the same person anymore. So I feel like I'm a completely different human than I was before. Mm. And when the question was, I think, like, how did you do it? I think I gave myself a lot of patience and during the absolute worst moments, I knew that hope was around the corner. A good moment would be around the corner. So I stayed the course even when I didn't want to stay the course. And you said you weren't, aren't the same person today. How are you a different person? Like, how have you changed? Um, I've changed in a whole lot of ways. And I've changed okay. in very simple ways. Like I used to be obsessed with sports and now I really don't watch them anymore. So there's simple changes like that. Yeah. But on a more uh, deep level, I think I'm a much deeper person. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a more spiritual person, although I don't really talk about that a ton because I want to appeal to everybody with my coaching. Um, mm -hmm. But personally, I've become a more spiritual person. I've become a deeper person, um, a kinder person. Also, with all that, yes, I'm kinder and more loving but I also have less tolerance for toxicity or mm -hmm. for drama. I understand how short life is and mm -hmm. I just want to be a peaceful, happy person. Wow. I love that. Well, Thank now you. we promised that we talk a little bit about dating. Yes. So, um, you know, I know there are people who are wondering when, you know, how mm -hmm. do you know, you know, I'm lonely. Um, you know, give us some of your thoughts on dating. Well, not everyone's going to agree with this, but my personal belief is I don't preach to my clients or to my readers. Um, so if somebody wants to date three months after, okay, let's talk about that. If somebody wants to date three years after, okay, let's talk about that. If they never want to date ever again, that's perfectly fine too. So I think after such an unbelievable loss as a loss of a spouse, really it's about empowering yourself to do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, I have a belief that, of course, I want people to, here's what I tell my clients. Um, ideally, a very idealistic view of this is 
I would love them to build some sense of happiness on their own, right? Because then if you meet somebody, they're in addition to your happiness and they're not the sole reason for it. And I do think that's a healthier place. But regardless, I, I do know people who have started dating three months out and have yeah. met great loves again. And are John, John, I love this. I love this advice because my mother-in-law, she's now deceased, but she was 78 years old when my father-in-law died. And three months later, she met her boyfriend in a widow, widower's group. Yeah, it happens. And they, they got serious very quickly. I mean, she was 78. And her sons really took issue with it. They felt like it was too early. And I thought it was fine. You know, it was a very happy time in her life. And, and it was very shortly after he died. But the reality was he wasn't going to come back. You right, know? right. And she and, was very happy. And that's what it's about. It's about being happy. And I, I, my friend is getting married at the end of February. She's the first widowed friend I made. And she met the guy that she's getting married to, which is, he's a great, great, great guy, um, three months out, three or four months out. Mm -hmm. So it can happen. Life is so yeah. short. I'm not saying people should rush into it. I'm saying we really need to do and what maybe, we want to you do. know, what I'm thinking, sometimes loneliness is not the reason to get married or to get into relationship, finding yourself in that loneliness. I don't know. Did you, what about loneliness? Yeah, I mean, loneliness is a huge thing. Again, you, it's not just your spouse, your best friend, your person. Um, and widowed people lose 70% of their circle. So loneliness is a big wow. thing. Oh, I, I will say 70%. that, you know, even the bad dating experiences I've had, uh -huh. I've learned a lot about myself through dating since my wife has passed. And I'm not saying everybody should run out there and just date and have horrible experiences because they'll learn about themselves. But for me personally, I wouldn't take those back, even the bad ones, because they taught me something about myself, what I want, what I don't want, all of that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, we shouldn't be in bad relationships because we're lonely. That's definitely- So, so John, when you said, I know the book is titled How to Date a Widow 101. Is it different to date a widow versus somebody that's like divorced? I think it is. Um, I mean, there could be similarities, of course, but I do. I think that widowed people, not all widowed people, every widowed, widowed person is different, but you know, there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of fear. Um, that stuff needs to be worked through and understood not only by the widowed person, but by the person dating them. Um, there's a lot of confusion with how can I be happy and sad all at once? How can I, you know, still love my deceased spouse and love this new person? Mm -hmm. So I do think it's a little bit different. How do I start? How do you start dating if you're a widowed person? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. It's very hard to meet people, but it only does take one, right? but it only really does take one. You know, I know there's a lot of not so great people out there. So I really need to know like that person as a person. One of the tips I give is let people around you know, like let your family members know, let your friends know, let coworkers, if you're close with them know, because you never know who they know now, or if they don't know anybody now, you know, Chuck might move next door four months from now, and he might be single and looking, and then boom, right? So letting people know, I think we overthink things sometimes. So let's say, you know, I was going to talk to a friend, Jenny, and I wanted to tell her, you know, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I've been thinking a lot about it, and I just feel like I'm ready to get back out there, and I'm ready to meet somebody. So if you know, keep an eye out for me, you know, let me know. That's okay. it. I mean, that's all it takes, and, right? And what about online, with an online profile? Do you put on your profile, I am a widower? 
So that's a great question. I think, again, people should do what feels right for them. Okay. Um, I tried online a little bit. Personally, I don't really like it. For me personally, I know people who have great success. I did put widower in the beginning and now I don't, but it has nothing to do with that. Here's kind of my advice. Um, if you're looking to just go out and have fun and you don't want anything serious at all, then tell them, don't tell them, whatever. But if you're looking for anything serious at all, it's best to tell them sooner rather than later. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to put it on your profile, but if somebody can't handle that you're a widowed person, they're not going to be able to handle it on date one or date 12. I want people to walk a little bit of a careful line with that because there are a lot of scammers who see the word widow and, you know, they try to take advantage of people. So how about groups or hiking clubs or I don't know if you got any thoughts on that? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I'm 35 and I basically worked from home since I was 18. And you know what? Like the chances of the cable woman coming to my front door and us falling madly in love <laughs> probably isn't high. So like we have to get out there and meet other humans. And it's, what do you like? Do you like reading books? Go and join a book club. Tell your friend, Jenny, you're looking. Go join a cooking class. Um, volunteer. I like it, a cooking class, yeah. You're always one second away. This is kind of a throwaway tip. But you know, I had a client who... I want to meet a guy. How do I meet a guy? And I'm just trying to open her eyes. I'm like, do you get coffee every morning? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, where do you go? She's like, Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, and you go through the drive-thru, don't you? She goes, yeah. I'm like, go in. Just go in. You never know who's going to be standing in front of you, right? Like, let's open doors. Mm -hmm. And I know you're involved in Soaring Spirits and have gone to those things. Can you tell us a little bit about Soaring Spirits? Yeah, Soaring Spirits is an amazing organization. Um, I am a volunteer speaker at Camp Widow. Camp Widow is like, you know, two, three, four hundred people, depending on which one. Um, it's a multi-day event. It's not at a camping resort. It's at a beautiful hotel. Um, and basically, there's speeches and workshops, and you get to do all that type of stuff. Plus, you get to meet other people who get it. And meeting other people who get it is vitally important. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So if you want to find to catch a fish go where the fish are right well yeah i mean <laughs> if i'm being honest the two the two women i've dated somewhat seriously i met them both at widowed events if you go to my website you can see i do one-on-one -on -one coaching which is via phone or facetime um so phone or video so you can be anywhere in the world and i do have clients from all over the world i also do virtual workshops so you know I get on and whoever registers, 30, 40, 50 people, we're going to talk about a certain subject together. My February one, for instance, um, is about dating. You know, May is about self-care. So it's different every month. Um, and then I also do speeches. Um, you could follow me on social media. If you go to my website, it's better, not bitterwidower.com. Then you'll see all my social media icons. You'll see the ability to sign up for my coaching, buy my books, or join the workshops. And if you, if you Google John Polo, you yep. will find all of these links and you will find a lot. Right. Just put in John Polo grief or John Polo, mm -hmm. you know, widowed. Um, one, one more quick thing I wanted to get in there is the third, the title of the third book is how to date a widow 101. And I have a lot of widowed people like, should I read the book? Yes. Like I, I encourage the widowed person to read it first. Mm -hmm. And then if, if they like it, which I think they will, to then hand it to like their boyfriend or their girlfriend. So oh, I, I do encourage the widowed person to read it first. Keep one laying around the house. Right. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for being on the show and for all the work you're doing. You're an amazing guy and I love your energy and all the hope you bring to the world. 
thank you. I always appreciate talking to you guys very much. So. Yes, John, thank you. And please, uh, people out there, also get his book, Widowed Rants, Raves, and Randoms, because it's hysterical and it's real and it's raw and it just, it was, it's great. All your books were fabulous. So. And John, you are certainly an example of how you have gone on to survive, but not only thrive. So thank you. Thank you guys. We want to thank everybody for watching this show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.